everybody. It is Robin Larrabee from GEG South Florida, clearly having a very bad hair day, but good thing I'm not on screen tonight. So it's the humidity. It, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah, it just is. Um, really happy to have everybody here today. We've got Nearpod joining us to tell us some more about Nearpod and also Flocabulary. Make sure you stay tuned for our whole presentation because at the end of our presentation, we may have something very special for you. Uh, I'm the captain wink, wink. of South Florida. I teach high school at Park Vista High School in Lake Worth, Florida. And I'm going to introduce you, Dr. Darth Grader, otherwise known as Eric, my co-leader. Hi, Eric. Hi, I'm Dr. Eric Jorgensen. I teach uh, high school English and journalism at Palm Beach Central High School in Wellington, Florida. I'm very glad to be here. I'm going to pass it over to Dr. Stephanie Hunt. Hi, I'm Stephanie Hunt and I am a Dean of Students at Carver Middle School and I am the share captain for GEG SOPLA. And here's Danielle. Ooh, let's bring it to Jody. <laughs> All right, hi guys. I'm Jody Wolfthal, a biology teacher at Forest Hill High School, and I am GEG South Florida's Empower Captain, and we're so excited to have you guys here. Danielle, you're up next. You got lucky because you go up this time. I know. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, party people? Danielle Clark here, Verdi K8, Boca Raton, Florida, teaching history and pre-IT. And I just have to give a huge shout out for the support we got last night with Bitmoji Classroom. For all of our GEG South Florida educators, we have been streamed over 2,000 times in 16 to 18-ish hours, and that's just incredible. So we are pumped, and I'm so excited to introduce these two guys. So um, for our Palm Beach School District, you guys are aware that um, Nearpod's been a little bit of ebb and flow with us lately, and so we could not be bringing this tag team duo at more of a better time. So we have Brett and Alfonso here from Nearpod. We are going to be doing some live lessons, and they are going to be taking us for like a VIP tour, which I'm really excited about. So fellas, take it away. All right, all right. Um, good morning, everybody. Thanks, um, GG South South Florida for having uh, Brett and I. My name is Alfonso Gillette, a former math educator from Ohio. Uh, so I'll be walking you all through um, the ins and outs of the Nearpod platform um, and also showing you our new video integration that we have. Uh, so let me get my screen share going and I'll pop. There we go. One second. Screen share up. Give me a thumbs up or is everybody good? People able to see the screen share? Yep, you're all set, Alfonso. All right, perfect. Um, so thought I'd start from the foundation is um what is Nearpod? Um it's an interactive presentation platform and has ready-made lessons and videos on there. Um, that teachers can use. So if you just popped open the website, um, here's what you see um, is starting out with our sliding bar of ready-made content that teachers can either search by subject, um, filter by standards and find as well. Um, and I'll also show you how you can create your own content from scratch. I'm sure we have a bunch of experienced educators um, on the line. Uh, you have those treasure trove of Google slides um, that you've used that you know were successful throughout the years. So now I'm gonna show you how Nearpod can transform those Google Slides and make those more interactive. So what I'm gonna do is do a bit of a split screen and then I'm gonna walk you through uh, a Nearpod presentation. Um, if you could drop the join link into the chat uh, for me, that would be helpful. Um, and I'm gonna model uh, what a student would do as they um, join in on a Nearpod lesson. Uh, so if you are familiar with Nearpod, you'll know that you can just go to join.nearpod.com enter in our code and it'll take you um, to our synchronous lesson today. Um, and I can also share this lesson code out uh, via multiple different modalities so that people can either interact with my live presentation or my asynchronous presentation. I know you all are preparing for a multitude of modalities um, coming up in the next few weeks here. Uh, so for me, since I did the split screen, I'm just gonna pop this link over here uh, into my Chrome browser. to join in on the Nearpod presentation today. So here on the left-hand side, 
this is my teacher dashboard um, where I'm just going to be controlling uh, so that you all can see both both views simultaneously. Um, and on the right hand side, you'll see this is my Nearpod join um, link. Um, so here for the student is going to ask them to put in their name uh, to join in onto the lesson. And I can see on my teacher view here, we got about 16 people and counting joining in on the lesson. So I got S more underscore teach, Sue, Chris, Danielle, Danette, an educator, Heather. Uh, so I can see everybody joining in onto my presentation today. Uh, thank you all for coming out and showing us some love on the, um, on the webinar. Um, on my student perspective, since this is a live session, you'll notice that as a student, I'm not able to advance forward or backwards through this presentation. What I can do though, is actually take digital notes on the presentation and synchronize them to save in my OneDrive. So I'll give people a, a couple more seconds here um, to join in on the presentation. The join link is in the chat. Um, as we wait on people um, to kind of get started, I wanted to just hear from you all. Um, share something with me that's been bringing you joy lately. I know uh, as you get closer to the school year, it's very stressful. Um, this whole time period has been stressful for everybody. So feel free to share with me and I'll let you share anonymously. So on my teacher view, you'll notice that I can see um, who's saying what. Um, since I am projecting, I will hide the names. And you'll notice that on my student view, you all already can't see the names anyway, but as the teacher view, what I'm projecting, I can. I just hit them um, just so we can have, uh, say, I see Danielle put, uh, <laughs> or somebody put Danielle's name. Danielle has been making people happy. So puppies, connecting with educators across the state, of course, family, friends, definitely using those crutches during this time. Beach walks, absolutely. If you're uh, I guess everybody's here is fortunate to be around the beach uh, being in South Florida. I'm actually uh, in my home state of Ohio right now. So absolutely missing my balcony and the beach. Um, and I see people doing the like board. Uh, what I don't see right now is nobody posted any images. So I see most people posted text, which you can actually do as a student. Um, you can share via words or images. So I saw somebody said puppies. So I'm actually going to search puppies here. And let's put this. I'm not even sure what breed this one is, but you can drop that. You can also drop pictures into here as well. Um, so just giving the students a variety of modalities to share. Um, and this is uh, one of Nearpod staple features called the Collaborate Board, where I'm just crowdsourcing some responses from you all. I want to hear uh, from the group today. I also want to let you know, if anyone has any questions, feel free to go to the chat. I'll be reading through the chat and, and answering your questions as fast as I can here. Perfect. Thanks. So Brett will be answering questions into the chat. So I see a lot of people have animals, a lot of people enjoying the weather during this time. Um, just, yeah, really disconnecting um, and figuring out what's bringing us joy. Uh, as a quick um, check for uh, prior check for knowledge, I want to understand a little bit about you all and your familiarity with the platform. Um, so as this loads, it's gonna populate a poll question for you. Um, you'll have 30 seconds to respond. Just wanna hear how familiar you are with these resources so I understand what learning level you're coming to us with today. So on my teacher view, you'll see, I'll see the responses come in um, in real time from what the student can do. Uh, they can look at this nice picture of Homer Simpson as a reference media. Uh, just to kind of jog their memory um, and then select. Um, so you can see on my screen, I'm seeing the poll results populate in. So looks like everybody is all across the board. 30% has heard of Nearpod, never used it. 7%, what in the world is this stuff? Use one of the resources before. So here I am just getting some of that quick formative data. Uh, on you all and I can also share back these poll results um, and some of the questions that you submit uh, as well. So I'll click share. You'll notice that it will take over your screen and share those individual results back. Uh, well, not on the poll since it's not individual results. It'll share back the pie chart of the entire class. If it was something like a quiz, um, it will share it directly with with you. So here's what I actually submitted. Um, and then here's the pie chart. So I'm 
um, using this just to inform my instruction of maybe how I guide this particular presentation and session um, today. So I can see that the majority of people heard of Nearpod, never used it. So thank you all for joining. You'll definitely be learning something new um, today, something you can pick up on. So I'll circle back, um, wanted to kind of model a few of Nearpod's interactive uh, components as we kind of set the tone for today. Uh, essentially what Nearpod is, is something to make your slides more interactive. You can start creating from within Google Slides, um, creating within the Nearpod slide editor, um, or utilize some of our pre-made content um, and search for something that's already made, I'm sure. Uh, we have a ton of techie people online, so you may already know how to navigate these resources, or you may not just feel like lesson planning that particular day. And, you know, hey, I'm just that type of teacher. I'm going to my co-teacher next door. Hey, did you make? Okay, great. Send me the warmups. Send, link me to the presentation. I'll use that. Uh, no need. I'll add in my own formative assessments. That was the type of uh, procrastinating educator I was. So um, don't be shy if you were this, if you were, uh, in the similar boat, either as you started or progressed throughout. Um, so as I mentioned, you can start within um, Google Slides and I'll show you how to use the Google Slides add-on um, to transition those more stagnant content slides um, and enhance them with some of Nearpod's formative assessment um, and multimedia features. Um, and you can use some of our publisher content as well. And we partner with um, a lot of different content providers to make standards aligned uh, content available uh, to teachers. So. Here's some of our digital partners. Uh, sure, many of them you might recognize. So FET, Interactive Math and Science Simulator tool based out of Boulder, Colorado. Um, iCivics, uh, Reedwork, some great level text for students. Um, so just a few of our partners that we use to produce um, digital slide and content. A couple of the interactives we'll be walking through today. Um, some of the formative assessments, a few we actually already did. Uh, so we did the collaborate board that kind of posted notes. Uh, when I was in the classroom, I might do something like four corners, have the students run each corner and share their ideas. Uh, and we also did a poll. Um, a few of the multimedia features is being able to embed in um, 3D objects, um, interactive graphing calculator, uh, web links, Google Forms, things like that. Uh, so those are just a few components today. So what you see I'm doing, um, is using my slider. I can either advance the slide forwards or backward um, as we present, or maybe I might skip over a few um, slides and just drag and drop to present what it was that I wanted to present uh, from your screen today. Uh, so one of the newest features that we actually just launched last week, last Monday, is an interactive video feature where you can now embed uh, formative assessments right into either a YouTube video or some of our proprietary videos on the Nearpod platform. Um, right now it's in volume uh, version one. So we'll definitely be taking the feedback from educators like yourselves on how we can continue to make this a, more of a value add and improve on the product. Uh, so right now teachers can add in multiple choice questions as well as um, open-ended questions into videos to make that experience a little less passive. Before we dive into um, some core academic lessons, um, so I can kind of help give you all that perspective for how Nearpod uh, can connect to you as educators. I know we have a diverse set of people on here as far as grade levels, content areas, levels of expertise and comfortable, um, comfortability with technology. Uh, wanted to let you know how um, Nearpod does integrate with some of the Google tools um, that you all use. And as I model, I'll definitely uh, be able to address some other specific questions that you have. Um, so on the log inside, um, I know uh, Danielle and the Palm Beach educators use Google SSO um, via something like Clever a lot. Um, so just using that one click to be able to log in. Um, we do have a Google Slides add-on just to be able to take what you've already had, embed in those interactives that Nearpod has, and now you have a presentation ready to go into uh, a couple seconds. Um, being able to assign either asynchronous or synchronous lessons right through Google Classroom, um, embed in YouTube videos, as well as um, uploading resources directly from the drive. And what I mentioned earlier, where on your student screen, you can synchronize notes to a Google Drive folder. So that's just a little bit uh, of information about some of our 
integrations with the G Suite um, that you all are using currently. Um, I know we uh, this presentation will be more focused on um, Nearpod, but there will definitely hit some aspects of vocabulary too. For those of you who aren't familiar, uh, vocabulary is a standards-based hip-hop video content tool that leverages uh, that music genre to teach some of the different content and subjects across the area. Uh, one of the largest gaps that we see being filled is that uh, literacy gap. Uh, so from my personal experience as a math educator teaching um, seventh grade math, I had students, they could rip through worksheets numerically up and down a page. Soon as it was time to put that into word form, uh, they struggled with words like circumference, diameter, numerator, denominator, where I knew they could solve those same problems, but they were missing that key gap. So that's what uh, Flocabulary does, is help that teacher front load um, that content in an engaging way. Um, and then there's a lesson sequence um, that goes along with it to teach those different tier two and tier three vocabulary terms that could trip a student up um, across the different content areas um, as we try and move them more towards mastery. So let's dive right into a lesson experience. Um, I don't typically do this, but what I did today was actually mash a bunch of different content areas into one lesson. Um, typically I, I stick with just one um, content area, but I know um, Danielle mentioned that you are a vast variety of grade levels expertise. Um, so I'm not going to cover every single grade area, subject area, but I really want to walk through a couple different scenarios um, in hopes that that will show you how you can utilize Nearpod for your own use. And with you all being the creatives uh, and technology users that you are, I'm sure there'll be many different things that you'll pick up that you can run with App Smash and make it um, essentially work for you. Um, I think that's a fundamental component of what educators do. You take what you're given, you make it work. You kick us all out of the schools, we gotta go virtual. Okay, let me figure out what I need to do to make it work. Um, so that's, uh, I'm sure, um, how you all operate. So first wanted to start with the interactive. This is a middle school um, science lesson. Not actually gonna be teaching you all anything new today, but just wanna wrap these features into context for you into an academic sense. Um, so as I merged, uh, go through this live lesson, um, First topic, motion and energy in the skate park. Uh, so if you pull, I pulled this right from the Nearpod lesson library. Uh, when you pull uh, lessons from the Nearpod lesson library, it'll give you some background information as far as how to actually teach that lesson, what it's about. Um, so here's uh, some slides you can actually click through as well on your student perspective just to read. Um, so having some prior knowledge, uh, maybe any materials that you might need um, or students might need during this lesson. So this is focused uh, purely on the teacher. Um, and then of course, with our students, we wanna make sure we're following some instructional framework as we look to transition them towards mastery. Um, so that essential question today is, how can understanding kinematics help us predict the result of interactions between objects? So this just gives us a flow for today's lesson. Um, understanding that 5E model um, here. So it's calling that instructional framework out for us. Um, and then we'll dive into uh, the actual topic. So I might wanna start out this with a quick quiz just to access that prior knowledge. Uh, so as a ball falls from a cliff, it's potential energy blank. So you can submit your, your responses there to me. So I unhid names so I can see. Uh, sorry I'm, if I call people out, if you feel a little embarrassed, uh, I needed to make it a little, uh, <laughs> I wanted to make it less anonymous, but I can see uh, this particular student got the question uh, wrong. This student got it right. Uh, so just wanted to be able to show you what I'm seeing is that live feedback on my teacher end. And I can share back those responses with you, much like how I did the poll. So this could have been a five question multiple choice quiz whatever it was that I um, might've wanted to do, 
And when I click share, uh, you'll see the pie chart of student responses um, and your unique, how you got, how you performed. Um, so now you have that feedback like, oh, dang, I thought I knew. Um, maybe what do I need to change about, uh, you know, what my understanding is, but also myself as a teacher, I can see these percentages and understand like, okay, maybe I'm moving a little too fast. What do I need to go back to? What uh, further checks for understanding might I need to um, ask my students? Maybe something that be, would be helpful for them is understanding how does this connect to their real world, um, real life scenario. Uh, so here, we're gonna go on a virtual tour um, of a skate park and just understand how does kinetic and potential energy interact in our everyday lives. So let's go on a quick field trip. Um, so you'll notice I have my split screen set up, but both on the student and the teacher view, um, you can view these 360 images embedded right within Nearpod. Uh, so this is an external tool called 360 Cities um, that allows a teacher to just search either a noun or a particular location um, and embed in these different 360 images. Um, pro tip, you can also create your own virtual images, 360 images using something called Google Street View. It's pretty easy. You can download the app right on your phone, take multiple images, um, and you can actually embed web links into Nearpod. Um, this here is 360 images. So now um, I would use this just to ask some specific guiding questions to my students to understand um, and connect this uh, real world concept that they might understand to some other vocabulary that I'm introducing that they may not understand quite yet. Uh, so maybe I was a history teacher and I wanted to take my students to um, to Egypt or we were reading a story um, in our you know first grade reading group about the forest. So let's take a virtual tour to the forest. Um, so that's how those uh, virtual reality images might uh, be introduced there. Um, a huge component of what you'll, the theme of today will be introducing some multimedia and then jumping right into some type of assessment activity so that we can participate and understand where our students are as far as their learning. Um, we're doing this here live, so I would get these results here live. Uh, if this was, I assigned this as something like a homework assignment, I would then get that in a similar way. So here, um, no need to get the question right. Feel free to type in any gibberish you like and click submit, um, or feel free to upload some audio recording if you prefer to uh, more, if you're a more auditory learner. So I'll start getting those. So it'll probably take a second with me streaming uh, to get these loaded in. Um, but you'll see the responses start to populate for me. Um, as a teacher, um, I can read what the students are saying, um, listen to some of these audio pieces. Without you. It works without you. Without you. <laughs> so there's somebody uh, submitted some audio for me. Um, and you'll see that. I can share back particular students' responses. Somebody says skateboarding is fun. Uh, field trips are fun. Again, you're seeing this because I'm screen sharing both my, my views um, um, so you can see them simultaneously. Uh, but I can also share back uh, these responses anonymously. So you'll see that on your view, you don't see who said what. Uh, so we can continue to have that safe and anonymous classroom discussion about uh, particular student understanding without needing to out people or make them feel embarrassed. Of course, you'll always have those students that'll shout out, um, oh, that was me, or I know the answer. But that's what we're using technology for. We're using it to boost the communication that we can have with our students, boost that collaboration. Um, so we welcome all of that um, to this environment. So that was just a quick think pair share. Of course, I can use these responses to drive um, that one um, one to many discussion that I might have with my students. Um, furthermore, I might use that to uh, continue to assess their knowledge. Uh, going on next, I want to dive into a brief inquiry-based lab. So uh, this will be a FET simulation. So for you math and science people, um, this will be something very cool that I'm sure you may use already. Um, or if you don't, um, you can use the, the web link. Uh, or if you're using Nearpod, you can embed these simulations right within. 
Uh, so this is just give us some quick hands-on experience um, in this modified environment that we'll be working in uh, virtually. I'm sure if you're fortunate enough, you can mail all those beakers and everything to the students to have them do a lab. Um, but here's a um, fun way just to at least get us to make some emphasis um, and some key observations about what's going on. Uh, so the funny part about this is when I often show it, people think it's something stagnant, but you, what you'll see that I'm doing on my teacher screen, I can start manipulating this. So I want you to start manipulating those variables from your screen too. You know, changing the mass, maybe adding a pie chart or a bar graph. And what this is showing me, at least as a learner, is I'm already making some observations about what happens as I alter these different variables? How is energy impacted when the skater is at the top of this ramp versus the bottom? Um, so this is here just in the context of kinetic and potential energy. There are ones for like fractions, uh, multiplication, solar systems, things like that. Um, maybe I wanna switch up the graph. Uh, and using this to continue, like I said, guide my discussion. Uh, that I'm having with with my students today um, and use this as a inquiry-based activity that all students can participate in. So that concludes a little bit of the science portion. I'm gonna change gears a bit. Um, and this next lesson is a, I guess, semi more advanced um, history lesson that I'm gonna go through um, about the Women's War of 1929. Um, so this is a particular lesson we'll just learn uh, a little bit about, uh, much like before, introducing what some of our essential questions are, some of those guiding questions, um, but wanted to put into context how you as maybe a history teacher or something like that might utilize those same features that I just used for that kinetic and potential energy lesson to do similar activities uh, in this subject area. Some of the guiding questions for today what were the effects of Brit British colonial policy in Nigeria? What led to the Women's War of 1929? And how was it viewed from the perspective of Nigerian women and the British colonial government? So we might want to start out with giving our students some perspective on the timeline of this history. Uh, so here are the directions here. Um, no need, but I, the main uh, purpose of this is to show how students can, you can upload either a PDF or a background image and have students annotate right on the screen. So I can already see some people playing around and get some drawings coming in real time on my teacher view. Um, as a student, what I would be guided to do is select a text tool and fill in whatever it was. So I can annotate right on this screen. Uh, think this could have been like a KWL chart, um, maybe a math worksheet, anything like that. but like I said, giving students different modalities to be able to share information back with me. So there, me, I just did a poor scribble job. Um, maybe I would have an activity that students would actually be labeling, label the parts of the body, label the plant, um, the parts of the plant or the solar system. So here I am using this text box to actually type something in. So whether it's uh, annotating or drawing, um, being able to support different modalities, and you can also post images on here using Google Safe Search. So I can see I got some people, some responses coming in. So I'll uh, pull some of these up. As a teacher, I can look at these in real time, see what my students submitted. I'll submit my response to. Um, I can see the drawings that are in progress. I can see the submitted responses. And much like before, where I can share results to uh, the class so that we can have a a guided discussion about how to either improve this response or understand what language was this person writing in. <laughs> sorry, no, sorry to joke on you a bit, but um, I can share that result out. You'll see it'll take over every student's screen. Um, now let's have a discussion about how we can improve this response, or maybe it was a very model response. Let's talk about why this response was much better than um, some of the others. Uh, from here, you might take a look at our more content-heavy slide as we prepare to watch a video, um, do some guided analysis of this video. So it says, on the following slide, you will watch a video about the conditions in colonial Nigeria. As you watch, think about how British policies in colonial Nigeria set up conditions for the Women's War of 1929. Uh, 
So like I mentioned, you can embed URLs and videos right within Nearpod. This is a YouTube link. Um, so it's asking me as a presenter, do I want this to play on all devices or this device only? Um, since everybody's in their own room, don't have to really worry about the audio uh, issues or maybe if since I'm string, I might, I might wanna play all devices. And what that'll do is allow you to play that YouTube video um, right at your own pace um, and watch it. So I can also present for the next 40 years from my teacher screen. Um, I think one of the major benefits of this is that I didn't need to have my students go out and type in a YouTube link um, and things like that. Um, and for most of these videos, the ads will be blocked too. Uh, so I just grabbed that right off YouTube, embedded it right into my lesson. Now you as a student can go and participate in that. Um, so we already went through like what an open-ended question looks like um, in that format. I'm gonna skip ahead just a little quickly uh, and show you all some other interactives. So this was a website that I did embed in here. Let me move, progress forward, see if I can. Oh, I just needed a second. There we go, let me be patient. Uh, so this was a web page that I embedded right in Nearpod as a URL link. Uh, so just showing you how you can take students to specific links um, and keep it right in front of them and control uh, to reduce that multi-tab teaching. So uh, if we're in a more you know upper level course, we might be really diving into some text analysis and reading um, some uh, evaluating some primary secondary sources. Um, so here I would evaluate this source here. Uh, have a reading, and then we might go into some conversation or text about that. Uh, so shifting gears again, I'm going to slow it down a bit and go into a Nearpod EL lesson uh, just to show how you can also utilize these features to scaffold for your students. If you are a Palm Beach County ESOL teacher, uh, this uh, ELL content is something that you will have populated. So Palm Beach schools did by uh, Nearpod accounts for all of their ESOL teachers out of the multicultural um, department. Um, so you will have uh, upgraded Nearpod license if you are an ESOL teacher in Palm Beach County. So let's dive into um, how these lessons are more scaffolded. Um, this is Microsoft Sway. Uh, I guess we're not doing the Microsoft stuff today, but it is a cool interactive um, website um, so you can layer in content. Um, this is just for the teacher uh, to understand how they might utilize this lesson that they would have pulled from the Nearpod lesson library. Um, and for these scaffolded lessons, there are some audio built over into the slides. Learning objectives. Uh, so as a student is either learning a new language, um, still trying to master the content, uh, being able to add in some of those different supports. Uh, can be very helpful. Uh, so the lesson sequence will follow much like how it did before, where we have, um, as an educator, you will have your the flow for today, maybe that essential question, um, however you want. Uh, utilizing Nearpod's different features to engage that student. Uh, but I really wanted to bring you all to this virtual reality lesson because this one is made uh, with another third party tool called ThingLink. And so the 360 image is actually clickable. So I'll give you all some time on your student device to play around with that as I model. Um, Brett, if you wanna share any particular questions that people are having in the chat that you weren't able to answer, um, I just wanna keep them top of mind. Yeah, absolutely. We've been good with most of them. I've been covering them. We did have one question. Um, is there a closed caption for the, like if a teacher goes in and records a lesson, do they have the ability if a student has a hearing difficulty to, to close caption? Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, so not directly through the Nearpod tool, um, but I'll show you a feature called Microsoft Immersive Reader that can be overlaid onto Google Slides as well as into Nearpod created activities. So um, good question. Um, so I'm just walking through this here, virtual reality experience. This is a um, scaffolded, uh, lesson for a student learning, uh, an English language learning student um, to familiarize themselves with some, uh, a, a region that they might be uh, 
used to being, but not understanding the vocabulary uh, in this in an American language. Belly. So you'll see that it's clickable um, and just trying to provide them some immersive supports. Then I might go into another activity uh, as well. So what Brett um, asked, I think the question came from the group was um, something about closed captioning. So if you see some of these uh, more text-based uh, um, things, if I created my lesson in Google Slides or in Nearpod, I can use what's called Microsoft Immersive Reader. So on your student view, there'll be this little blue button. And what a student can do is actually click that. Let me expand the student view for a second. And this can actually have the text translated for them. So you see my translator is set up for Spanish right now. And this play button at the bottom, I can change my text preferences, um, but it'll have it uh, read aloud. Store. Draw at least one of the following vocabulary words. Produce, deli, register. And the student can select the different text preferences that they might have needed to support them, whether making the words larger or smaller, um, but also having it read to them. So um, not closed captioning directly through Nearpod, but there is that um, um, third party integration with Microsoft Immersive Reader um, that you can overlay onto your slides as well as um, those different responses. So I see some people participating in the, um, the draw it. Maybe I might have you complete this fill in a blank activity uh, where it's just a simple drag and drop. All right, here's my favorite part. I'm a little biased, so that's why I actually moved the math part to the end. Uh, like I said, I was a former middle school math educator, so let's dive into a little bit of slope. Um, I know some of you on the line were interested in learning more about vocabulary. I'm actually going to play a vocabulary video for you all um, so you understand what it looks like. And from that point, I'll dive start diving into the back end of Nearpod after we play a gamified activity. So... I might not know where your learning level is as we enter the classroom, but I might want to front load some content, some vocabulary for you all. We know video is a great way to do that. So let's watch this vocabulary video for a couple minutes, uh, engage ourselves into the topic about linear um, equations, lines, things like that. I can go on forever. I am the shortest distance between two points. And I can relate to X and Y. Who am I? I'm not lying, I'm a line. You don't need to ask me. I never curve when these nerds try to grab me. Pick a point anywhere where I lie. You find a value for X and find a value for Y. Then slide. Go for a ride, a new value for X, a new value for Y. Check how my Y gets negative and my X gets negative. I'm the best who ever lived. On the grab, there's two lines across and I only cross each once. No, not often. They ask, what's your Y intercept? That's why I cross the Y axis, take it from a vet. They ask, what's your X intercept? That's why I cross the X axis, better get a step and line up. You know we make it pop. Lines off forever because we never, ever stop. Come on, with y equals mx plus b, b is the y intercept, you'll see. Uh, so I'll pause there. We won't finish the video. I can't see you all, so hopefully you all were bopping around with me, enjoying that um, as well. But Flocabulary, like I said, is a standard-based um, video platform that uses a genre of music, hip-hop, to teach um, the different content across the vocabulary, across the content areas, um, to make it engaging. Um, and academic and keeping it rigorous for students. We know um, hip hop to be one of the um, large, largestly streamed genres of music across the world um, and a huge voice uh, for our students um, to express themselves. So uh, repurposing it a bit um, for teachers use. Um, so as I dive into this uh, pre-made lesson, um, same flow as before, um, our essential question um, maybe we do an open-ended question here to kind of understand uh, and dive into the topic. 
want to give some context before we go into explore a Desmos graphing calculator um, that my students would need um, as they dive into this inquiry-based activity uh, to understand how variables uh, change um, the slope. So what you see loading on the screen is actually an interactive graphing calculator. So on the student side, you will manipulate it, a model from my teacher side, um, but this is just giving them um, an opportunity to be hands-on. Um, and I believe that the Desmos graphing calculator, correct me if I'm wrong, is what the students use on the, uh, the FSAs. Um, so giving the student that opportunity to kind of manipulate and uh, as I may ask them some guided questions about what they see when they increase uh, the M, when they decrease the M in that variable, uh, changing these different aspects. So this is something that maybe more the middle school, high school students would, uh, would leverage. And from there, we may do something like a matching game to understand if they can recognize different types of graphs and how uh, this variable transformed that line. Uh, so we'll do a matching game. This could have been image to image or text to text. Uh, you can create your own. There are ones embedded into lessons already. Um, and I'll go into the whole creation side um, after the after this part. Uh, so feel free to just click and click. And then the results will start to populate for me as a teacher. So I can already see some people crushing it. Four out of fours, some one out of fours. People progressing along. I, I'm, I'm, I can assume I got some math educators on the line, absolutely. Um, but remember, I can take this same feature and use it as a standalone activity. Maybe my students need to remember some dates, historical figures, uh, match up the image with the letter um, of the sound that it makes. A variety of ways you can use image to image or text to text to assess that student's knowledge. Um, I see I got some rock stars on here, a bunch of four out of fours. Um, on that matching pairs activity. So I can view what the correct responses were. So actually I could have cheated myself, but honesty is the best policy. Uh, let's say if I thought you all weren't uh, progressing how you thought, um, I might add an activity on the fly, like a true and false, um, and just quickly ask you, does the, does the M increase or decrease the slope of a line? And I can push that out to you live. Um, with a few other activities uh, live in the moment. Um, this next activity is called Time to Climb, just a fun way to maybe wrap up a lesson or do some reteaching. Uh, it's an activity that is based, based on uh, accuracy and speed. Uh, so I'll go with, let's see, the space theme today. Let me show student responses on this and you'll click it. You'll select the avatar. And we'll race these questions. I believe they're like some Florida history questions. So we'll see who's who's really from Florida and who isn't. So I can I'll give you all a few seconds to join in. Um, I unhid names so that we could all see each other. So we got about 70 people connected and growing. So I'll give you all about 40 seconds to get logged in here to our time to climb. And I think as Danielle said earlier, there'll probably be some prizes uh, for you all that you'll be getting once you fill out the feedback form for them. So I'll model here on my student side is asking me, this is what you all see, select the character. And then once I'm ready, I'll All right, about 10 more seconds. There we go. Remember speed and accuracy.
All right, let's see if Heather can maintain the lead. All right, shout out to our top three, Heather, Trisha, and Lindsay. Show them some love into the comment section, into the chat. Those are our Florida history OGs. Uh, but a great way, you'll see that the responses could have been text-based, image-based. I'm a great way to do some review. Um, so I'm going to wrap up that part of this lesson. Um, leave this uh, form up for you all if you want to learn more about Nearpod. Um, and I'm actually going to pop into the back end of Nearpod up. Oh, not looking like it's connecting right now. I tried to embed, embed a Google form. Let me refresh real quick. Um, I think they might have added it into the chat for you all too. Um, so no worries. Um, but it's a Google form. I'm gonna actually pop into the back end of Nearpod, um, show you how you can create those different lessons or find things that are ready made. Um, so that concludes me at least controlling from a live paced uh, the version um, um, of the lesson. Now I'm gonna dive into the back end of Nearpod and show you how you can create using the Google Slides add-on, check the reports based off how students performed um, and things like that. Uh, so I might start trying to find a lesson using these filters or type in a specific topic that I'm trying to teach. Um, let's say if I thought this was good, let me preview this lesson. Thought it was ready to go. Um, I might add it into my library um, after I've previewed it and seen what it's about um, to then edit it or launch it and link it into my Google Classroom or LMS like Canvas or, or Schoology. Uh, if I was ready to launch that lesson, I might click live. Live is what I did where, where it's synchronous and I control the pace. Student pace would look exactly the same except that the student would be going through those modules on their own. Uh, so you might link that into your Google Classroom, you know, give them about a week to complete the assignment or however long you wanted to give them, um, and then assign them that code um, or that add that link into the Google Classroom for their, to participate in the lesson. So um, a few ways you can launch a Nearpod lesson. I'll go into um, my library. So here's my library of lessons that I did. Um, this was actually the lesson that I launched with you all today. Um, I can launch those lessons starting in Zoom. Maybe if I was creating my presentations for the week, I might wanna go and share that with my co-teacher um, so I can give them a link um, that they can duplicate and use, add in their own assessments in multimedia. Uh, or maybe let's see how we performed on this lesson today. I might go into the reports uh, because I wanna use some of those activities that we did for grading. So I'll click in here. Um, I know this is our lesson because it has my timestamp that I can change to actually name this lesson. And we had about 76 people logged in here. So we'll have a lot of formative assessment data that we can review. Uh, so high level, I can see how um, everyone was participating. Esmore Teach, myself, Amir, ton of people looking at what they participated on. Uh, but maybe I wasn't grading everything. I, I may wanted to just go and look at how people performed on specific either questions or aspects of Nearpod. So let's say if I wanted to go and go to review a particular student item type, 
I might go into that drawing and say like, okay, let's see how Charles did on that drawing. Fantastic, okay, Charles did a great job on that assignment. Um, maybe I would enter, enter, uh, give these a specific point value to put in my grade book. Um, or maybe these were just as part of the interactivity of the lesson to keep the students engaged at this particular time. So here I am just viewing my report. Um, I can go back and look at that collaborate board uh, to see what you all shared about what's bringing you joy. Look at those time to climb, they're great, those fill in the blanks. So I can see Danette got, uh, or Danetti got three out of three. Um, so that's what my reports would look like for this particular lesson um, after I've launched it. Let's go into the creation phase. So you'll see that there are a few things you can create right within Nearpod. Um, you can create via Nearpod's editor tool right within Google Slides. Um, so I'm gonna pop open um, a Google Slides that I was working on and show you what that looks like. Um, so I'm sure many of you on the line being Google educators or if this is what you aspire to be, soon you'll be uh, learning how to add your third party integrations right into um, Nearpod. So you will go to add-ons into your Google Slides. If you don't have an add-on, you can click get add-ons and open it up. Um, I already have Nearpod loaded. So I would just click open Nearpod. And now I can take my more stagnant um, slides, which would like this introduction slide, content heavy, and add in these more Nearpod components. So this is probably what my Google Slides would have looked like originally. Um, of course, I didn't make any nice themes or fonts, uh, but now what I'm using Nearpod, it's add-on to do is add in these different interactives that we have participated in today. So let's say after my intro slide, I wanted to add in uh, a poll or a quiz, I might go and select to do so, or whatever it, it might've been. So let's do this quiz. I would select quiz and then I would create my quiz from scratch. And I would type in my choices, what were the right answers, add more, more responses here. Uh, maybe I want to add in a timer so my students didn't spend all day on that particular question. And I could also add in these different pieces of reference media to support my students with answering that question. So. I might upload a recording of my voice. Uh, maybe I was a language teacher, uh, or maybe I'll just add an image to support my students as they answer this question. Once I'm done, I would click save. And now you'll see those different interactive slides embedded into my Google Slides. So you'll see this quiz will load. So that was my intro slide. I'll have a quiz populate right after there. Already added in a vocabulary video. Um, so I'm pretty much searching for what I wanna add in. So if I want to add in the graphing calculator or a collaborate board or find a virtual reality tour, um, that's what I would do so. Um, on a school level, um, if your school has Nearpod and vocabulary, um, you can embed any vocabulary video into your Google Slides. Um, so you can search those or just add in a web link um, to like a YouTube video, um, a Google form or a hyperdoc. Uh, so you can add in external web content into Nearpod like we, when we viewed those articles. So I might just copy and paste that URL right in there and it will pull up on the student's view. So this is what the Nearpod add-on would allow, through Google Slides would allow. Um, so you can create your account right now, um, start tinkering around with the Google Slides add-on. Once you're ready to go, you make those few small tweaks, you would click save and go to Nearpod. Um, and what I like to tell people is that, you know, at its foundation, Nearpod is a presentation platform. So that lesson can be as robust or as moderate as you want it to be. Maybe you only did a virtual tour and a quick quiz and we were done today. Um, or maybe you did like what I just did, a whole 45 minute to an hour long presentation with you um, live. 
depending on how you feel like instructing and when you feel like this tool um, needs to be pulled out of that toolbox that you have. And now you'll see I can launch this Google Slides. Uh, so it just took a couple seconds for me to edit, a couple seconds for me to get it ready and maybe load it up into my Google Classroom. Um, and you'll see these Nearpod, the, the Google Slides edited slides. You can use the immersive reader on there so that students can have that text read to them or translated. Um, so that's one of the benefits of using the Google Slides add-on as well for that person that asked about closed captioning. Um, Brett, I'll pause there for some more uh, common themed questions from the chat. Um, Yeah, I think we're good. We're we're reviewing all the uh, all the questions here. I think we're all up to date. Um, I guess okay. the only the only thing you might want to mention is the uh, the doc, and then what what you would receive if you go ahead and fill that doc out. Uh, repeat that. Just the information on the doc. I, I we we can have the admin here throw the doc back in, so we can uh, gather some information and see if we can get some. Um, you know, some folks that gift we have to offer here. Okay. Yeah, perfect. So yeah, you can drop that link back in there. Um, and that's for any follow-up questions. If you want to um, explore Nearpod further, um, set up a demo or something for your campus, uh, feel free to let us know um, how you want us to follow up with you. Um, as I wrap up, uh, I did want to show you all this feature that we just launched last Monday. Some of you might be privy to it. Some of you might not. Um, but I'll walk you through is where you can pretty much add um, videos, um, add formative assessments into a video. So I'll walk you through what the student pace version looks like um, and then show you what it would look like as far as creation. Um, so Danielle and the team, I'll probably be done here in about four minutes, just as a time check. So this was a video that I pulled from the Nearpod lesson library. I didn't create it myself. Um, it's about plate plate tectonics. Uh, so I'll walk through this um, on my view. Let me see. Actually, I'll, I'll put this into the chat link if anybody wants to join it. Student pace and complete it. Uh, there you go. I put the link into the private chat uh, for Danielle and the team to share with you all. Um, but I'll pretty much just model as a student. I'll join this lesson and I'll be able to uh, watch this video. And at certain points, these blue dots will be interactive questions that I need to answer right now. Like I said, we just released it Monday. So it is in V1 still taking feedback. You can answer multiple choice and open ended questions. So this lesson here is about plate tectonics. Um, just trying to make video less of a passive experience. Imagine you're a paleontologist. You just found a Mesosaurus fossil in South Africa. That's a reptile known to have lived 280 million years ago in Brazil. And it couldn't swim in the ocean. How could this species also have lived here? So you'll see, watch that video for a few seconds, and then a multiple choice question popped up. I actually was not, I was passively consuming, so hopefully I get this one right. Oh, great guess. Continue playing. Plate tectonics on. And then another question might pop up. So this would be an open-ended question. And then I would submit my response there. Uh, so that's what it looks like on the student view. You can also just do this front of class and present your screen and use them as uh, a way to um, encourage discussion. Um, or in that synchronous mode, you can also embed them into in the middle of your Nearpod slides presentation too. Um, so you can transition from slides to the video um, or have that as a standalone activity, um, however you saw fit. Um, like I said, it's a presentation, dynamic, pretty dynamic presentation tool. Um, I'll show you what that experience looks like if you were just creating on your own. Um, so here I am choosing what is it that I'm trying to do today. I might select video. I can search through either Nearpod's uh, proprietary videos and see what's available. Um, same way I can find full length lessons that I can teach or upload a video from my drive or my desktop. 
Well, let's just strip one from YouTube. Let's see. Uh, I'll type in basketball. See, Damian Lillard. Okay, 42 points last night. Maybe I'm a head coach of a basketball team and we need to break down this film. How do we stop Damian Lillard in the playoffs? So now I would just um, embed that video and drag. Uh, at what point do I want to add in a question? So let's say at 50 at a minute, I want to add in an activity. And then I would choose what type of question I want to add. So you'll see that is embedded there. Um, now I may want to drag it somewhere else or I might be done with it. Then I might want to add a new activity. Let's say at the end, we did a final exit ticket, quick multiple choice question. Um, so that's how you can add activities into videos pretty quickly and then you would save it. And that same experience that we just walked through, um, we can do that live synchronously uh, where the teacher would control the pace um, and get students heads out of devices or if it's a homework assignment or something independently where a student would do that on their own um, so nearpods video tool that we just embedded into the platform and released last monday uh, a lot of other things that i can show you uh, but what i do suggest is if you are in a nearpod account um, we have an amazing teacher resources page and blog uh, where you can find a ton of live or on-demand webinars. So if you look at our live webinar schedule, you can scroll through there, see what we have coming up, find some on-demand things as well, whether you're going teaching with vocabulary, teaching with Nearpod um, and the likes. So um, I think that can uh, concludes uh, my portion of this. I will stop sharing so that Danielle and the GEG team can share some other important updates and information with you all. Um, look forward to hearing the feedback. Hope you all learned something new and that was engaging for the team. It was great. It was awesome. Good. Really, that really awesome. good. I'm freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> I, need a, I need a cup of water real quick. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, stop talking. We asked for VIP and you gave us VIP. That was incredible. Yes, definitely. Really, really useful, and I Absolutely. like that. As everybody can see, like you can you can use it across curriculum. I mean, there's nothing that isn't hit. Yeah, it's fabulous. It's awesome. All right, can I do it, Robin? That's up to you and them. All right, oh, you Danielle. Everybody that was here today, if you fill out our feedback form, Nearpod graciously gave us three months of gold access for free for everybody on here. Woo! So you don't have to purchase it. You get to use three months of gold access to see all of these really awesome tools that Alfonso and Brett have shared with us today. And hopefully you can go back to your principles and talk about how useful this tool is for you guys. And no matter where you are, you can bring this to your kids and it is going to be such an immersive experience. And we are just so excited to bring that to you. So fellas, this was absolutely priceless. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Um, Happy to be here. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Bye. Awesome. Okay. Bye. Take care, everybody. Yeah, have a good one, everyone.